Today is November 6th. The Texas Rangers are World Series champs for the first time. Key Brian Hayes is an official gold glove winner for the first time. The offseason has officially began, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? <laughs> How's it going, man? The least viewed World Series blah, 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 blah narrative. Blah. Yeah. I know that there's probably a lot of listeners that listen to our show that were not watching the World Series. You're part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that some of the numbers are fake, Jake. I think yeah. people are watching, but I get it. Not as many. Yeah. You think it hurts baseball that the big market teams aren't there? <laughs> I don't know. I think it hurts the ratings, I guess, but I don't know. I, I try not to read too much into that. Yeah, like, you can't. It was it, it was good for the game. Like uh, the the games didn't go quite as well as we had hoped, but at the same time, like game was, one was, was one was for the fresh. Game one was oh one for gosh, the ages. So good, so good, and then it just kind of fell off. I I don't even think it did. I I mean I think that there were some. I think as a series. Like, if you were just someone who was checking into the series in general, like, oh, Diamondbacks got this? Cool, I'm going to watch something else. And then the next game, oh, cool. Like, you know what I mean? But there were some really good games. Mm-hmm. But there were some... I I wouldn't even call them sleepers. Like, they're still World Series games. And yeah. knowing that there's a game tomorrow and there was a game yesterday that, like, when when you watched game two and you were thinking, man, the Diamondbacks had that game one and and it, there's still something there mm-hmm. for me. There's still like, what if they would have pulled that off last night? We'd be looking at a 2-0 lead. You know what I mean? And then the Rangers yeah. did take over. Yeah, and it was weird. It was after the Garcia injury. A guy <laughs> yeah. that's been doing nothing but winning games for that team. Yeah. Just crazy, man. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Um well, Go ahead. Well, we did we did make it through another World Series, and that's that's always good. You know, I know you and I always talk about that. Don't want another game seven walk off. Uh we made it, it through it's another. A, it's literally a thing that I get nervous about. Like I want to <laughs> see a game seven so bad, but I'm also like, right now, Pittsburgh Pirates fans, we own <laughs> the greatest home run ever hit. Yeah. And you know, if somebody wants to tell you Joe Carter, that was game six. It's not even there. That game seven, that Bill Mazeroski, bro, we have that. And we don't have a (laughs) lot to hang on to. I mean, we've got five rings. I mean, it's not like we're not, you know what I'm saying? Sure. We're fine as far as a franchise. But in our lifetime, we haven't had one. And so we don't have a lot to hold on to other than our past. 
And so that's why we look at it so much and it matters to us. <laughs> and that that home run is so important. Yeah. And if you have another one like, yeah, it'd be cool. But there is part of you that's just like, nah, I want that to be. I want to at <laughs> least be able to say, yeah, but we got right. that. You know what I mean? Right. We yeah. got that. But yeah, I mean, game three was good. It was just a, that 3-1 game. The pitching was really good. And um, really, even game four had its moments that they kind of got away. You know what I mean? But the yeah. fact that the Diamondbacks kind of came back late, they, you know, they were still pretty far away, but I thought, man, that's important. I think they'll, I think they'll at least force the next game. And then, nope, <laughs> nope, big game, Nate, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I thought it was a good series, not a great one. Game one was great, but as far as the viewership, what can I say, man? Right now, the the pulse of everyone is, I'll watch it if my team's in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the NBA at this point. Like if, if it's not your team, you're not watching. Yeah. It's, it's the NHL. If it's not your team, you're not watching. You know, that it used to be the world series was on par with the Super Bowl. where if it's the world series, you're watching either way. Right. But the fact that these sports, not football have series, it's more of a commitment. Right. People got things to do. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's 100% true because even like I've been, you know, looking at my schedule for work and like, you know, I'm one of the only like big sport fans in at my work. And I'm like, I need to put in and get the Super Bowl off. Like, I want to be able to watch the Super Bowl. You can't do that for a World Series. No. I need these seven days off. Right. Just in case. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. For me, it's like, I usually kind of put a feeler out there and say like, hey, if this goes to a game seven, I'm going to do something at the house. Yeah. And then if it doesn't go to game seven, I'm not. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, you're in you're in kind of that scenario where you're saying, can I at least get you? Because I've got some, you know, some friends in town. I've got some really big baseball fans, friends who were watching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then I've got some guys who are just so casual. You know what I mean? They're football guys and, and whatnot. But I can get them into a game seven. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can get them into that. And so mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a thing where, you know, you can, you kind of rally around that final game and you can probably get more viewership there. But to tell me that a five game series was so low in viewership and, you know, how many people these days are using a VPN, you don't even have the stats on that. Like, you don't <laughs> know who was watching that game. These people yeah. are hooked up to VPNs with their streaming boxes and watching on websites, and none of those people count for your numbers. It's different because you, you know, for all the other ones, you don't get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you just watch the Super Bowl. Everybody just watches it. You know what I mean? So the numbers yeah. are there. Not to say that the that the the five World Series games would ever compare to the Super Bowl. Not in today's world. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But like you said, it's because they've they've got this thing figured out at mm-hmm. this point. The NFL is perfect for casual fans. It's perfect for people who have no idea what they're watching but can act like they do. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it's just right. it's just there. So um anyway. I'm just saying that to say there's a narrative out there and you know that it's something that people are pushing when people brag about not watching the World Series. And that's what I get. That's what I hear more than anything. 
baseball people bragging about not watching the World Series. You know what I'm saying? And they might not act like it's bragging, but they're bragging because they want to be part of the in crowd. And that's what they're making the in crowd seem like. This is a rabbit hole I was not planning on going down. Congratulations <laughs> to the Walker Texas Rangers. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> Chuck Norris will be proud. <laughs> Let's talk about real things. <laughs> not that that's not real, but like my little conspiracy theories right, are, right. are may, might not be real. Go Glove <laughs> Awards. Key Brian Hayes. Let's back-to-back -back clap this thing. Let's go. It is about time. And that's the that's the thing that everybody's saying right now. I want to stay away from using the same vocabulary. Anyway, it seems really funny, Jake, that we're all saying finally for right. a guy who's played three seasons. This, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> you have a you have a 2021 where he doesn't play enough to be eligible. Mm-hmm. Where we all thought, yeah, but he was the best but he wasn't eligible, okay? Then you had a 2022 where he was clearly the best fielder in all of baseball, and Nolan Arenado gets it anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, because we've been talking about it since he was, like, in double A, <laughs> we think this is absurd. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, here we are, dethroning Nolan Arenado, who won 10 straight um, and now it's key. And does this start a streak for him? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, once you get your first one, you've already got the, uh, uh, what you call it? Yeah, yeah, lost that word. What word? You are already you got the recog. You kind of already got the recognition. Okay. Uh, you know the status of a Gold Glover, so yeah. it, it makes it a little easier to win the second, third, and so on. Yeah, I think a lot of people default to the guys who are known, right? Uh, yeah. And maybe that's been happening more, or I'm sorry, maybe that's been happening less more recently. Um, they showed the, the the deal with like 13 and 14 guys getting their first in the last two years, getting their first gold glove. And I think there is sort of one of those things where it's kind of popular right now to take a look at what these guys are doing and actually vote for not just the easy button, but the guys who deserve the award. And yeah. so maybe that does bode well for him. I I confess to you before we hit record that there was a guy who won a gold glove today that I don't ever remember hearing his name. And I pay attention to the whole league. Yeah. And Brenton Doyle wins the gold glove for center field for the Rockies. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I had no <laughs> clue who this guy was. And like, I was surprised that there was somebody who was going to win an award that I'd never heard of. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, turns out he hit like 200. He played the Pirates in two games in a late inning uh, defensive replacement in the middle game of the series. And he went over five with three strikeouts. Very forgettable guy at the plate this year. <laughs> <laughs> I think he hit like 201. Uh, yeah, very forgettable guy. So, I don't know. There was a, there was literally a guy who won a gold glove that I didn't know. Um, anybody who won? Let's see. Let's who won. We're just going to do NL here. Just real quick. Because Carlos Santana did not. Christian Walker won his second. Gabriel Moreno, still, I think that they absolutely fleeced the Blue Jays in that deal. 
Just oh, absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, anyway, Christian Walker at first. The the middle infield of the Cubs, Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, uh, you know, they're solid. Ian Happ in left, uh, Brenton Doyle in center, and Fernando Tatis, for all... Uh, for for fairness, the the league leader in defensive runs saved. His move to right field has been incredible. Like he's yeah. probably getting platinum, probably deserves platinum. Either him or Key uh, was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but he gets his in right field. Uh, Zach Wheeler pitcher, as if that matters at all. And Hasung Hasung Kim wins his first as the new. Utility that started last year. Um, who was it last year? Donovan from the Cardinals. I think so. Uh, maybe yeah. But either I, way, I tell you what, I was, I was surprised with the 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 Tatis move just for a second. Like, mm-hmm. I was I was shocked. Guy with an ego, mm-hmm. having to move positions and just did it flawlessly. And you know, yeah, just went out there and played the games, man. And Dude was good out there. Best yeah, obviously, made. obviously has an absolute hose. Yeah. Um, and so they said you're going to learn right field because you're not a very good shortstop, but we love your arm. <laughs> so I mean, we could relate, right? I mean, let's let's pirate yeah. this thing up. I mean, we're trying to get Henry Davis to play right field. Even before that, everybody talked about O'Neill Cruz, and you're looking at two guys, a prime like uh, candidate to make mm-hmm. a move like that to right field and do it successfully. So, I mean, maybe they can rally around. Maybe somebody says, look at Tatis. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe there's something that can be done for the Pirates. Um, for, you know, I mean, obviously right now we're talking about Davis, not Cruz. Cruz right now right. is a shortstop. But if it ever would come that somebody would, you know, like Xander Bogarts, I mean, obviously he came into the picture and they were like, dude, we're, we're moving you. But even before yeah. then, you're talking about Cronenworth and Kim, and they were trying to push him out. Uh, and I think getting a, a guy that was important to their team that you would think would be important to their team. Right. Uh, you know, not to mention the suspension and all that stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure there's more to it, but, right. but yeah, good on him. All right. I feel like we should really spend a lot of time on key Brian Hayes winning the gold glove, but it's such a thing for us to say, well, duh, he wins the gold glove. This is almost like, <laughs> did you, did you have a moment when you were watching that that you like you were excited, right? But did mm-hmm. you have a moment where you were kind of relieved? Or were you excited first and then relieved? Like I was nervous in a way where I was like, I know he's the the best. Right. I just need this to actually happen. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, there was a moment for me. I don't know if you had that feeling at all. Just like a just like an exhale. Yeah. 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 Before I was right. actually, I think I got excited first, and yeah. then I and then I took a second to say like, "I'm so glad that this actually happened." But I think I clapped or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And you know the, we were kind of sitting around. Katie gives it a big cheer, and you I know tell what you mean? what the way they the way they announced it though, man, they just flew right through. Oh, that's through yeah. <laughs> they fly. They almost it. didn't even give you a chance, like. To get excited. Well, who do you think starts the narrative about nobody watching baseball? ESPN. The people yeah. on baseball tonight, they're the only ones who care. Yeah. I mean, that that network in general just wants baseball to go away. 
mm-hmm. because they lost all of their, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, you're going to yeah. do that. We're just going to stop covering you. You know what I mean? And it's, it's garbage, but they're the reason, right? I mean, they're the big reason why this is even a thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's more, it's par for the course. However, you're talking about ninth to the eight, uh, yeah, you're talking about 20 different gold glove awards that you have to talk about three finalists at each position. The only way they could slow that thing down is have less player interviews. And I'm not sure that's the answer. You know what I mean? I think you should maybe less questions for them (laughs) and shorter interviews, (laughs) but I like the face, you know, FaceTime uh, for our players on ESPN. So I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it is what it is, man. And when, when ESPN is covering something like that, you think it's going to be in front of people's faces, but you also have like a marquee, Sunday night football game on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so (laughs) I don't know how many people, I don't know how many people are watching the gold glove award ceremony. They're mostly just looking for the feed to come by and they're like, Oh, Hey, key one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like to them, that's about as good as it needs to be. And that's maybe fair. I mean, it's just a gold glove award. They could just release the news. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Here's the winners. Cool. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. (laughs) Either way, uh, Platinum now is out, and um, who better to tell us who the best fielder in the league is other than a ton of fans in New York who wouldn't vote for a pirate if his name was Derek Jeter Jr. So, you know. <laughs> I, a fan vote is the dumbest way to do any kind of uh, like any notable of award. award. It's the yeah. dumbest thing to do. And I know that you guys in particular, the people who are listening to this podcast, you guys get mad when Ben Sherrington or X name GM, whoever it is, it's not just Sherrington, right? It's any GM. When they make a comment as if they're smarter than the fans and you get upset about it. Newsflash, they are smarter than the fans. (laughs) (laughs) And if you know baseball, then you may not be one of the fans that they know more than, even though that you are, because these guys, it's their job to pay attention to this stuff. They better know more than me. Mm -hmm. They better know more than me. But for us to say that, like, the casual baseball fan knows more than the people who have a job in the sport or a (laughs) job, you know what I'm saying? Like, doing, like, come on, man. Like, they should be telling us who the best player is. Yeah. They shouldn't be asking us. You're asking us for a popularity vote for something like the Platinum Award? Like the gold glove awards are picked by coaching staffs. That's the way it should be. You know how to figure out the platinum award? Who got the most votes? (laughs) You just put at the bottom of the ballot, like this is all your positions. Who's your platinum? You know what I mean? Like I'm going to vote for this guy for platinum. I think he's the best. You know what I mean? This is so dumb that we're even attempting to ask the fans to tell us something that you're going to put on a, on a, Hall of Fame plaque for somebody someday and say, yeah, but this guy won five Platinum Glove Awards. Voted on by a bunch of goofballs. You know what I'm saying? Like, people who don't know what they're looking at. They're like, oh, he's cute. I'm going to vote for him. Or, oh, that guy has the same shoes as me. I'm going to vote for him. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You know there are people voting like that. How about this one? He plays for my favorite team, so I'm going to vote for him. The most common vote And guess where the people are? 
LA, and New York. They're not in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Do you know how many votes Key Brian's going to get from Pittsburgh? He's going to need votes from New York and LA in order to win the Platinum Award. Guess what? Oh, yeah. It probably won't happen because people that live in New York are saying, Key Brian Hayes and Brenton Doyle, who the heck are those people? I'm voting for Volpe. I'm voting for Volpe. Oh, did any Mets win it? I don't think any Mets were on there. Uh, Lindor was a finalist as he is every year, too. He's phenomenal. Yeah. But I don't think that there were any Mets. But either way, yeah, it's just ridiculous that we do fan vote for anything. And I, All-Star Game, too. It's stupid. I agree with you. I think we should do a fan vote, and then I think it should be like 2% of the award. <laughs> or not any of the award, and just say on the show, this guy won platinum. Here's who you guys thought should have won platinum. That was fun. <laughs> now you're, we're going to send you marketing emails for the next two years that you can't unsubscribe to no matter how hard you try. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rawlings, for letting me put my email address on your voting ballot. You know how many people won't vote because of that? Anyway, I'm I'm on a roll tonight. You are. <laughs> I'm just letting you go, man. <laughs> Off-season's beginning. Yeah, the off-season. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Who, who can keep track of all this stuff going on? Nobody. Nobody. That's why we're here. So you don't have to look up anything and we're going to read it off to you. Here's how it goes. I'm sure you've heard it from everywhere else. We've talked about it. As soon as the World Series is over, there's five days. That leads us to today. We're recording this on Sunday, so actually it's Monday. So I like to use instead of today because you could be listening to this on Wednesday. So Monday leads us to Monday is like the last chance for all of those official things to happen. Um that's when free agents are open to everyone. So for us, that's uh, Velasquez and McCutcheon. Uh, deadlines for all the options, which we're hearing a ton of them, and we're going to talk about a bunch of them today. Qualifying offer deadline is like 5 p.m. on Monday. So some of these guys that maybe we're interested in, we'll find out if we're even going to play ball with them or not. Because <laughs> yeah. if they have a qualifying offer, I'm scared to say that they may not even look at them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to lose that second round pick by signing a qualifying offer player. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, that's generally what you would think, right, as right. a Pirates yeah. fan. So mm -hmm. anyway, Thursday officially began uh, the offseason. Uh, free agents dropping off the roster. Right now, like I said, exclusive talks with their teams. Um, but for us, that's, that's Kutch and Velasquez. Uh, on Monday... Um, deadlines for options and opt-outs and all that stuff. For us, that's Harleen Garcia. Club option for $3.25 million. More on that in just a few minutes. Uh, qualifying offer deadline. We don't have any qualifying offer, guys, so that doesn't matter. Um, Tuesday starts the GM meetings in Scottsdale, Arizona. I don't know why it matters where they're meeting, but that's when the GM meetings start. Um, so that'll be this week, and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot like Tuesday to Thursday, probably going to be pretty busy, I would think. If not like actual news, there's going to be a lot of, you know, he said, she said, this team, that team is interested in this guy. And and I think that a lot of groundwork is done with by your GMs and your front offices 
maybe of things that will happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe there's Kinda a little like your bit off season outlook. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's like a okay. This is the prerequisite possibly to the winter meetings that happen come December. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's owners meetings that come up uh, next week, uh, 14th through the 16th. And that is your deadline for those qualifying offer uh, players. They've got till the like 4 p.m. on the on the 14th to accept. So you you might not hear anything from those guys. You know, once they've been offered a qualifying offer, you won't hear anything until they're you know right at that deadline. Usually, it's like here's everybody that accepted and declined, and and what that means and stuff like that. Obviously, not very many people accept. That's also the rule five. So next week, I'm sure we'll have rule five conversations. Um, and owners will be voting on the A's and all that stuff. Who cares? Um, contracts tendered, arbitration eligible players, and, and all that stuff on the seventeenth. So you can you have a kind of an idea of what we're going to talk about next week, and um, and and go. And the winter meetings are December third, so that's going to be obviously a busy week. Um, and then it goes from there, which amateur draft and Rule Five draft, amateur draft lottery. And the Rule 5 draft happened on winter meetings and all that stuff. So, um, exciting, man. It's it's yeah. now the off season, and, and, like, you think that, you know, you watch baseball all summer, and you're like, well, now it's the off season, so I guess it's wait. But, like, dude, the off season has really become such a an interesting because of the way that they have their calendar and their timeline and all those things. Like, it's really interesting to follow along. And for a team like the Pirates, we've, we've went through four years of a rebuild. You and I are on in the camp that expects this team to be better mm-hmm. next year. You expect to see a better team on the field, and this offseason is critical for for Ben Sherrington and the Pirates moving forward. This is a critical offseason. Yeah, 100%. And you and I were very discouraged looking through uh, this free agent class and where are they going to even do you know these moves and that well there's there's information on that there's there's some guys that are available that maybe weren't going to be and there's you know questions about qualifying offers and things like that that I don't know let's let's get into it but first let's talk about the moves the pirates already made because it seemed to come quick mm-hmm. and a few surprises in there so uh, let's get into them Cody Bolton traded to Seattle for cash. I would imagine that's a waiver claim and they just worked out a trade for it. Right. Uh, Tucapita Marcano claimed off waivers by San Diego going back to the Padres system. Uh, do you want to, you want to read them all and then, and then talk, you want to just go through this thing. Let's and have conversations. Cause Tucapita Marcano, I feel like deserves a, a conversation here. Yeah. And I thought he was, I thought he was picking up a little bit of traction there. And then the injury just, completely derailed his Pirates tenure. Like, just screeching halt. And you think it has a lot to do with that? I mean, it's a logjam. You've got to make moves off of this second, these second base options. The thing is, is, you know, we've talked about this since the beginning of this season. Mm -hmm. That someone needs to step up in this position. And now two of them, Marcano and Castro, are just no longer here. Right? One of them yeah. possibly on his way out. Uh, maybe not. I mean, I, w- I can't imagine. Okay. 
okay, so I know that this is going to become something, and we, we already went down this path on a, on a previous show, but Tucapita Marcano is a better baseball player than G1 Bay. <laughs> and Bay got all the opportunities. Marcano got hurt. Yeah. I, I mean, for my money, if I'm picking one, I'm picking Marcano, which leads me to believe they're not picking either one of them. Now, I can't believe that, right? I'm saying if I would be making decisions, but I know that they gave him every opportunity, deserving or not. Yeah. He kept getting opportunities. Nick Gonzalez is a guy who did not. Like, Bay was allowed to struggle, uh, Mark, and Gonzalez was not. He was not given an opportunity to struggle. And I think that's, you know, I mean, they would say Castro did too. He was given an opportunity to struggle for a while. Yeah. You know, when he just could not hit left-handed, they they made a move. And, you know, I I don't know, man. I don't know what this offseason will show, but I got to believe that second base is going to be what second base is. It's going to be another race in 24. And that might be okay. You know, we'll, we'll have plenty of time yeah. to go. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. But the Marcano thing did surprise me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Alfonso Rivas claimed off waivers by Cleveland. Um, surprise there? I know it is for you. I mean, you were ready to roll. <laughs> like, not as him as your first baseman. No. Until we got somebody anyway. That was my thing. Until you get somebody. Because mm-hmm. now you don't. You just don't have yeah, anyone. Yeah. So now you have to get you somebody. have to get somebody, which means you may have to overpay. Oh, you would have to overpay anyway because you don't want to go out there with Rivas as your guy, regardless. You don't right. want that. But he has two options. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine, yeah. like if if you have him and you make a move and he's still there because you didn't make any other moves and you don't have to move him. Somebody mm-hmm. gets hurt. I'd rather have him to go to than. I mean, who? You know what I'm saying? Like, who else are you going to go with at this point? I mean, right. you're you're just going to not go with a platoon and Triolo or, or Connor Joe's going to get every day there. You know what I mean? Right. And quite frankly, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's fine. I, I'm not upset about it by any means. Right. Yeah. Uh, he mean. he's likely not going to see a lot of time. Um, right. My guess is Cleveland at some point puts him on waivers. You know what I'm saying? And maybe he bounces mm-hmm. around. A little bit, or maybe he just clears and they've got depth. Uh, I don't know, but Vinny Capra claimed off waivers by Milwaukee. I think this one surprised me a little bit because I just would assume that everybody would say no thanks. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Just where he's at right yeah. now. But he, right. I mean, he put up some decent numbers in AAA. It's not worth a guy. It's a guy that's, that's you know, at least worth saying like, no, oh, give him a shot. Let's bring him in here. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. how, you know how the waivers mm-hmm. go in the offseason, man. If you've got a spot, you'll yep. claim just about anyone. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Andujar. Placed on waivers. We don't have an answer on him yet, but he's the other uh, position player in this in this mix, and I'm not surprised. Uh, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm not surprised either. I mean, being that he was due to make about $2 million, uh, I wouldn't put it past them to sign him to a minor league deal, if, you know, eventually, or just passes through waivers and we keep him or whatever. Yeah. Do you think that he? Do you think that he clears? I mean, this is uh, my guess is that he's that if he does clear, he's released. 
I think it's you know what I mean. I mean he's he's going to elect free agency anyway. I know he doesn't have yeah. to, right? He will elect free agency for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could see maybe. Um, for me, it's it's not worth it. I mean, we signed him to a, a million dollar contract last year. You know what I'm saying? And and he's yeah. he's gonna want two million. He's gonna he's gonna go after it. I yeah. don't see him signing a minor league deal. Unless it's worth two million, <laughs> or even a million, you know what I mean. Yeah. But to me, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I just know that you know you have said that man. Maybe he is figuring something out. You know what I mean. So I didn't yeah. know. If... I mean, look at look at a guy like Christian Walker. I mean, guy yeah. that got passed around and passed up on, and then yeah, you know, ends up doing something. Right. Yeah, you just never know. Right. On the pitching side, uh, Yuri De Los Santos placed on waivers. Two minor league options left, and this one was another surprising one. Yeah, I mean, a guy that you thought, you know, pitching pretty well coming up, you know, nice nice piece out of the bullpen. Well, then we find out why. <laughs> they passed up on him. The injury. Um, yeah. No, De Los Santos. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh wait, I yeah. thought you were talking about Perdomo. No, 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 no. De Los Santos. Oh, I'm lo- okay. I'm sorry. I miss her- misheard and I read notes. I went to the guy after Andrew Horan and I skipped Yuri De Los Santos <laughs> to stay on position players. Gotcha. So Yuri De Los Santos, yeah, yeah. still, still, yeah, with, the, with two minor league options. Was, right, he's got two options left. Guy that was figuring some things out. And, and this we, is a guy who, like, as he was coming up, we were saying, like, this is a this guy is a possibility to be a closer at some point. Yeah. Like, he felt like he, like, you know, a couple of years ago, we were like, this guy could really, or I guess last year, you know what I'm saying? He could work his way yeah. into the back end of this thing and then injured a couple times. And, uh, yeah, it's surprising to me when you've got guys like Thomas Hatch on your roster that this is the guy – that if you're just trying to make room, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. And maybe there's more to come, but I don't get it. Maybe they think he'll clear. I <laughs> I can't imagine. Right. I mean, he's good enough to be in a bullpen somewhere. So now on to Perdomo, which is the thing and that we do. Like, he has no minor league options left. To me, I think a lot of people were saying he's in my bullpen. Mm-hmm. I'm going into the year with him in my bullpen so long as he's healthy. Turns out he will not be healthy. Jason Mackey reported Saturday that he had Tommy John surgery last month. He's going to miss the 2024 season in its entirety, I would imagine. Yeah. So this is a no-brainer at that point. Yeah, you're going to move on. You're not going to hang on to that. Through the offseason, if you got through the offseason, then yes, you'd hang on to him. But the Pirates just aren't going to be able to do that right now. Right. At least I don't think. Maybe you could. I <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then we talked about Harleen Garcia's uh, option. It was declined. Uh, that's as expected. As we said it would, he's a free agent. He's off the 30-man, 40-man roster, which is yeah. now at 37 players. So we've got room for three players at this point, which brings me back to Yuri De Los Santos and even Angel Perdomo. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Hatch, guys, uh, what are we doing? What, what, what are we doing with Thomas Hatch? <laughs> I just don't know. So, uh, 
there there has to be something else on De Los Santos as well. And maybe I'm maybe I'm yeah. just maybe I've just completely missed it. So if you guys know, let us know. Because <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Um all right. So moving forward, 37 guys. All these guys are going to become available. Who's all these guys? We talked about a lot of people in the last probably couple shows, right? Because we talked about pitching and then we talked about maybe first base. And, you know, you kind of going into it, you were a little bit uh, discouraged in ways. Who's going to be available? Who's not? Well, all of that is starting to, to, to come out. And yeah. so, I mean, just take a look around these guys. Um, just notable guys here. Cody Bellinger. Uh, not a surprise. He declines his option. Twelve and a half million. He's going to make a lot more than that. Um, so he's going to receive five million right out of the gate from the Cubs. Um, first, first thought there is, dude, what if? Now we're not going to play ball in this. I don't think. No. But what if? You know what I mean? Right. Is an option in center field as well. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just would be. But they're going to make a qualifying offer on him. I think that's kind of a guy that if you are playing ball, boy, I'd give up a second-round pick. But oh, then yeah. again, you have it's also a guy who's like, yeah, he's proven, man. He's been really good. Yeah, he's also proven that he's been bad. <laughs> so it's really just tough. But anyway, he's not going to play for the Cubs, so that's good. At least right. it doesn't seem that way. Um, You know, I just, this is just a note here. I mean, this isn't of interest, right? Joey Votto's option was declined by the Reds, which is obvious. It was $20 million. They will buy him out for $7 million. They posted a note essentially saying they can't give him the playing time he deserves, uh, which my thought process was they're going to decline his option. They're going to buy him out for $7 million. They're going to sign him for a million. He makes $8 million this year. Seems reasonable. He finishes his career with the Reds. That's not what it sounds like. Yeah, no. Crazy to think about Joey Votto playing for anybody else, but doesn't seem like it's gonna be the Reds anymore. Yeah, they said something to Votto. They were like, "Hey, you know, how, how's it feel?" And he's like, "Well, I mean, I hit 200 the last two seasons, so it's not surprising they don't want to pay me 20 million dollars." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, he was kind of like, "I'd like to work something out." And then they posted that, and it was like, "Yeah, we're not working anything out, dude." Yeah. Now apparently, there's been some. Hey, the door's not closed. But it's, you know, it's unlikely. Right. So really interesting. This is one of those weird scenarios where this guy played 17 seasons. Possible Hall of Famer, not going down that path right now. Possible Hall of Famer. And you could say, here's a guy who played his whole career in one city. Because he could hang it up. Yeah. He's not as good. He's not good. <laughs> but yet he wants one more season. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me that this is how it will happen, where I think it is such a rare thing and such a cool thing to be able to say, I did it all with that team. As yeah. close as McCutcheon is to Pirate fans, he can't even say that. You know what right. I mean? And... You had the contract to do it, and you played until you were 40. You, you could just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the money. I don't know what you're chasing. You wanted to go back to the red, so you're not chasing a ring. You know what I mean? 
Right. Super interesting. Anyway, Joey Votto, great career. Apparently it's not over. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. I know a lot of you hate him anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's talk about a couple of these things. I see a typo now. I said white six. That's pretty fun. Oh, um, Padres declined their $16 million option on Nick Martinez. He also declined the $8 million option that was on his side. Nick Martinez is available. Kind of an interesting player. Maybe back of the rotation type guy has also worked out of the bullpen a little bit. So possibly like one of those swing guys, probably find mm-hmm. him somewhere in the middle of 16 to 8 million, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, might be an interesting player that, that the Pirates uh, could talk to, uh, I, I think, maybe. I don't know. White Sox declined the club option for Tim Anderson. I guess some of these are just notable players, right? 14 million for Tim Anderson, and they declined it. Like, that whole that whole clubhouse is a wreck. Yeah. That whole thing, and it seems to be like, as much as the culture problems that they were having there, it's no question that he's around all of it. Yeah. It's no question. Well, there, I mean, there's little question because I don't know. <laughs> right. But yeah. it's pretty obvious, right? I mean, it seems like he's a problem. Right. So don't go after Tim Anderson. We don't need clubhouse problems. He's a guy to stay no, away from. Sir. Now, an interesting one is uh, Eduardo Rodriguez opting out of the Tigers contract, three years, $49 million. I I guess he he could possibly get a qualifying offer that would made him made him there, but he seems like a guy who maybe we know he wants to be East Coast, but maybe even prefers to be kind of smaller market. I mean, the Tigers are ish, you know what I mean? Like right now, because they're not good, he's small market, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. so I don't know. Interesting there. As far as in division things, uh, Stroman opts out of twenty one million with the Cubs. <laughs> really strange. Uh, it's like a 21. I'd, I imagine he'll get more than that, but like, I'm not sure that he should, <laughs> uh, Wade Miley declines mutual option with the Brewers. So he's going to go, I mean, he's 37, 38 years old, but he's still effective. He's only going to make 10 million. He opts out getting out of Milwaukee. Um, who else is the in division thing? That looks like it's really it. A couple other pitchers, um, Michael Waka, uh, uh, was his contract was declined. It's probably not really that um, interesting. He still could get his player side of it, but essentially he's not getting paid a lot. Sean Manaya, we've talked about him for a couple of years now. He's now a bounce back type candidate. He declined 12 and a half to stay with San Francisco. That's kind of interesting, but weren't they putting him in the bullpen and everything? Like, I feel like he wants to start. That seems like a good way to say, I'll take less money to start. You know what I mean? So that could be an option because he's a left-hander. Left-handers could fare well in Pittsburgh. Josh Bell, old friend, he exercises his options. He's staying with the Marlins. But Jorge Soler declined his. So kind of interesting there. Another pitcher that is is worth a look. Um, Seth Lugo declined a player option to stay in San Diego for $7.5 Eligible for qualifying offer, but man, I, I I don't see that happening. So we've got a couple new names that Nick Martinez, Seth Lugo, um, Sean Manaya. Well, I'm specifically saying um, that are kind of those like back of the rotation, Jack Flaherty type. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like maybe yeah. we take a one or two year deal on this guy like, we, like we've done with some guys. Um, that's Eduardo Rodriguez would be more like, Hey, he got our number two now. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we got a big starter and he's a lefty and that'd be great. You know what I'm saying? Um, but once again, that's going to be qualifying offer dependent. But two guys uh, that are really interesting are uh, the the Japanese uh, right-hander uh, Yashinobu Yamamoto, who is uh, officially approved that the whole approval process to be posted. Forty-five days, he'll be posted. You gotta you gotta pay the posting fee. And then sign your contract, like we did with Jung Ho Gung, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, twenty-five years old, seven seasons from eighteen to twenty-four in in uh, the NPB, one seventy-two ERA. Um, uh, he's a real deal, man. And I know that there's a lot of teams interested. Is this something that you think that maybe the the Pirates could get involved with? It's really hard for Japanese players, too, because they like to be on a coast. Right. You know what I mean? I think most of the time. But I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's it, it would be – I think it's something that you could play around. I mean – It usually doesn't cost as much as a guy like Aaron Nola would. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah, especially – and there's obviously – well, what did Shohei? What what did he get when he came over? And I, like, I don't think it's going to be the numbers that like Aaron Nola is going to get. No, you know what I mean. So right. I th- I think we could definitely play in the market. Um, it's just going to be whether or not it's you can wine fit. and dine him enough. If it's a good fit, if yeah. it's yeah, yeah, because you got to you got to convince them that your team is good enough. Right, right. So and it, and it's going to be kind of hard for the Pirates to do right now. You know, go, go coming off the year we just had. Yes, we showed signs of life and showed improvement, but is that enough to entice somebody like that? Doesn't really know. Right. On that same note, um, Cuban right hander Yario Rodriguez, uh, he's been declared a free agent by MLB. So he's, uh, he's a Cuban guy. He has spent the last three years also in Japan. Um, and he's been pitching as a reliever there, but at the WBC, pitched for Cuba, and he was a starter. And then after the WBC, he just didn't go back to Japan, Like I guess is the is the story. And so they officialed his release and, and all of that. So he was basically saying, like, no, I just want to go to MLB now. Um, so what is he? Uh, is he? I don't have his age here. I think he's like... 27, 28, somewhere around there. Um, did a lot of uh, there's a scout, Francis Romero, that looks like that's the that's who is reporting a lot of this stuff. Um, saying that the Pirates are one of 10 teams to be the strongest candidates to sign him. Now, there's all kinds of teams on there. The Yankees are included on that. Yeah. I think the Dodgers are included on that 10 teams. It's kind of interesting that the Pirates were in that, but that you know, they are listed there. Um he did some tryouts in the Dominican Republic, um, and you know all these teams were there. Ninety-four to ninety-seven, good curve, good slider, kind of thing. Um, according to Romero and those he consulted, they believe a multi-year contract in like the forty to seventy million dollar range. So obviously, not too far. If the Pirates were making a push and they wanted to go after a guy. Uh, you know, you could go after a guy like this for, you know, anywhere between 10 to 15 million AAV 
if you think he's going to be really good. And apparently the Pirates do. I mean, if they're one of the 10 strongest teams uh, or strongest candidates to sign him. So another interesting pitcher that maybe a guy that we just kind of weren't thinking of right out of the gate mm-hmm. that could be an option. Yeah, and it looks like he's going to slip, you know, slot right into like two or three in the rotation. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what other moves that are made, but yeah, you could definitely see something like that happen. I mean, if he works out, you're talking about a top end, you know, two or three guy who, you know what I mean, like could could be really important, you know, in the next three to five years, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Depending yeah. on whatever that contract could look like. Um, could be really interesting and somebody to that, you know, if you could, if you could go into this and start saying like, yeah, it looked like there's really not many options for them, for for this team to really play in the market, and you're you're kind of falling yourself back from those bigger names like Aaron Nola, like which seems like Philly really is going to push to keep Aaron Nola there. Yeah. So then, I mean, we're not even talking Shohei. Who knows if he ever even pitches again? Um, I'm not thinking of the other guy at the top of this stuff. Um, just drawing a complete blank. Montgomery, Montgomery, um, and the uh Blake Snell. You know what I'm saying? Like those mm-hmm. kind of guys. Um, the other dude that pitched in the postseason too. I guess Sonny Gray, but we don't really know what his status is yet either. Right. As far as qualifying offer and things like that. But either way, like the, those types of guys that are that are going to be available, and and it's kind of like, yeah, we're you know. There might not be many options. Well, now all of a sudden there's an Eduardo Rodriguez who once that once that field starts to get bigger, you know what I'm saying? You you start to realize like, okay, there's some guys out there. You know, we talked about Giolito. I still really like that option. You know, now we're looking at Rodriguez. We've got Rodriguez. There's two Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Yamamoto, who's, you know, is that a is that a possibility? I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. there's all these guys now who it's like, hey, you can actually, you know, and and now it's more than just Jack Flaherty in the back end. You've got these other guys that we brought up. You've got Wade Miley even. I mean, I know he's old, but he's still an effective pitcher. You just don't know. And he's a left-hander and, you know what I mean? He knows our division. Yeah. Uh, he, he's played with teams in our division. So I, I don't know. Uh, to be To me, it seems a little more interesting now to see how this unfolds and who – the pirates end up liking and, and Sherrington and, and, and his crew ends up liking and, and kind of going after this does seem really interesting. Even, even saying that Marcus Stroman helps muddy that field. Right. And even though yeah. it might drive certain things up and all that stuff, a lot of times those kind of happen where the more you have, the more you can kind of laser focus in on maybe the guy you like, or maybe the guy in your price range who might be waiting for someone else. And I, you know, I hate to always say that, but like, uh, obviously we're not playing with the biggest contracts. I, to be honest with you, I think it'd be foolish to, right. But you know, that the, obviously there's not, I know that the pirates have money to spend. It's obviously not as much as the Yankees do. Like you're kidding yourself. If you think we have the same money that the Yankees do. Yes. There's more money than what's, than what we've spent. I'm not arguing that, but yeah. you're, you're lying to yourself if you think we have the same money as New York. We don't. That's just the fact of it. So you can't play there. That doesn't mean you can't build a championship team. 
That doesn't mean that you can't have a starting rotation like we had in 13 and 15 where we actually had really good pitching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was good. Yeah. Which, which, um, the Eduardo Rodriguez would be like, almost like bringing in a Francisco Liriano, Mm -mm. you know, a a good, I don't think so. Liriano was a bit of a reclamation dude. He had to revive things here. I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez is really good. And, and being a lefty coming into to PNC makes it even more intriguing. And I, I mean, no, I think that he's, I think that he's better than that. I think it's, I mean, even Burnett, when he came in, wasn't coming off of electric seasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like it would be a bigger deal even than that. I don't know that he would be much better than those guys because they were so good. Right. So right. I'm not saying that, but like coming into it, you were like, Liriano, okay, okay, I see that. Same thing with Quintana. You're like, yeah, but is he going to be a bullpen or starter? You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of felt like hopefully it works out. He was great. Now, mm-hmm. Liriano stuck around a little bit longer and that was a bit of a different thing, but like, I don't know. I It's hard to tell really who to compare it to from, from those teams because we didn't really bring in, you know what I'm saying? Our, it wasn't like that. Jay Happ, right. you know what I'm saying? Like even then, it was we fixed something, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was, you know, not the same situation. But I, yeah, it's it it's going to be hard to believe um, if something like that happens. It would be very hard to believe. We'd be very excited. Oh yeah. However, I'm holding them a little bit more to to stuff like this. I want to see them make a big move. We want this to 24 needs to be. I mean, you remember Burnett came in in 12. Now, mm-hmm. Like I said, Burnett came in in 12 and it, and it pushed us to a certain point. It was 13 when they busted out. So you're allowed to make those moves the year before. Uh, like, and we didn't do that. I mean, McCutcheon, Santana, you know, say what you want. We made some moves that were better, which is kind of what that was. But then it was Russell Martin coming in in 13. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, they yeah. made some pushes. They did, and and obviously what they did back in 13, I think if you'd ask a lot of Pirate fans, we'd say, probably not enough. Like, I wanted more. It worked out for the Pirates, but it doesn't all, you know what I'm saying? You you do want. Right. And, and I think in today's game, you do want something a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. So, I you know, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go. And it all starts this week, man. It all starts this week. Try to keep up. I, I don't know. We're going to react to what we can react to. Um, but it to me, I think the offseason is a fun time. I'm looking forward yeah, for to. Sure. And it's more fun when you're optimistic because you know that this is the, this is the blueprint, right? It's four mm-hmm. years, and then you start making your surge, yeah. right? So if we're looking at, let, let's go Baltimore. Balt- I mean, I, it's kind of hard to say it this way because Baltimore – I mean, they were the, they were the top team in the American League. That the, the, everything worked out for them. Yeah, it's it's not every day you hit on that many prospects. No, well, and not only that, but like their pitching staff was okay. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And yeah. I mean, and that's why you know the the playoffs. Everybody said, I don't really know how they'll do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> they're a good team. They're they're still there. They got yeah. a you know. But last year it was like just missed. You know what I'm saying? And then in 23 yeah. it was, 
Obviously, it was a huge surge, but they were a team. They were a competitive or a competitor going after the division. And so yeah. when you look at the blueprint, and that's the way it's gone in all of these rebuilds that we've looked at on this show, is it's four years, and we did better in our fourth year than most of these teams. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything. It really doesn't because I really believe that the fourth year is what the fourth year is. doesn't matter if you won a lot or not. What matters is that what have you been doing during this time? And hopefully right. we start to see the fruits of what we've been doing. That's that's the hope. You hope that guys like Nick Gonzalez are going to start showing up. You know what I'm saying? You hope that, I mean, because what we've seen so far, he's not going to be what we need. Right. You just hope to see that start to happen. And so those are the things that we're going to be watching for as we play the season. But you expect to see the Pirates get to a a winning record. Let's just start there. And you expect to see them messing around with that wild card now that there's more teams. Mm -hmm. And then the next year after that, you're saying, all right, it's this division now. You know what I'm saying? Like now we've, we've got our, you know, we're running now. Let's right. go after the division. So there's a little bit of excitement there, and they've got to come through on it. I mean, we heard Sherrington say, "I've got to do my job." Yeah, uh, we've give we've we've been generous. Yeah, with our leash, right? We've been generous, I believe, mm-hmm. and it's not because I'm totally bought in, but it's because do your time. There's an expectation here, and here we are on the cusp of it's time for him to show up. Yeah. And it's time for his boss, his boss's boss, I guess, is how it goes. I don't really know the hierarchy of it, but it's time for Bob Nutting <laughs> to open it up and say, all right, go. Yeah. I, you know, and it, all it needs is to, I mean, I know he doesn't know baseball and it's different in a lot of cities when your owner knows baseball or he doesn't. But I guess he has to believe in what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he be- I don't know if he knows what it means to believe in what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just I don't know if he knows, but the the idea is that like, hey, if he's going to execute his plan, you got to let him sp- spend some money now. Yeah. So let's see if that execution happens. You don't have to go crazy. No, just, no, just don't just go out and be the we- don't go out and be the Padres and mess everything up. And now they're taking right. out loans before the season's over because they can't afford to pay their payroll. <laughs> What a right. mess. Yeah. It's crazy, man, for sure. You have any uh you have any closing thoughts here? I mean, this is <clears throat> this is kind of the first. This is kind of the the doors open. We we've covered this little thing that we've covered. Now I think moving forward, it's gonna be a little more focused on what's actually happening, right? Mm-hmm. Buckle up. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully we ride. have Hopefully we don't even have to think about what we're going to talk about every week because every single week we're going to have something to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be great. What an exciting time that would be. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. (laughs) But at the same time, there's a bit of expectation. Sorry, I don't want to be redundant. I've said what I've said, right? You know what I mean? Right. But you got anything else there? You know, anything moving in, anything that I skipped over or I didn't say or... Any names? I don't know. I mean, now's not the time, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, let's just keep that hope alive, guys. I mean, shoot, there's a lot of stuff that can be done this off season. 
You know, I mean, more names keep popping up. Saw Hector Neris opted out. One yeah. we didn't mention could be a bullpen arm, but uh, we're letting bullpen arms go. So apparently, yeah. we don't need any. <laughs> apparently, they're we gonna, don't need bullpen arms. They're going to have a one point ERA, then we're, we'll we'll take them. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, not really much this week, other than like I said, uh, GM meetings going on this week. I think you're going to see some. The qualifying offer stuff comes out, so you know who's got one, who doesn't. Um, stuff like that. Uh, other than that, I don't really know. I mean, you're gonna we're gonna get answers on some of these waiver claims. It's not until the next week that the rest of those awards go out: Rookie of the Year, Manager, Cy Young MVP. I don't think we have anybody really in the running for anything this year. So it feels like it's just going to be like, hey, great job. You did that thing. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. Um, did we do – I think we did some things on that. So maybe we'll pull up from the archives what we thought who was going to do what and then see how terribly wrong we were. And uh, if we even – if we even – if we have nothing else to talk about. Right. You know. Um, yeah, but other than that, everything else, like we're going to get an opportunity to talk about them as the time comes. 37 guys on the 40-man roster. Anything can happen now, man. Anything can happen. Everything opens up Monday. W- you know, let's see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to play It'll some music. Hopefully be fun. Hopefully be fun. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we're going to remain optimistic because that's what we like to do. And... Um, you know, we'll we'll see. I I'm totally fine being like I'm optimistic and then saying you didn't do good enough. Yeah. But anyway, let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go Bucks.